Hey, bonjour and good day from Bayou Francoise. This is Uncle Ed of Uncle Ed and the Gator Boys. I wanted to introduce ourselves and our music to you. We're a band and sort of lifestyle out of Pot de Poisson Parish, Southeast Louisiana. We like to play all kinds of music, roots, Americana, Delta Blues, Rockabilly, heavy metal, acid rock, and, and, and show tunes, you know, Gilbert and Hammerstein kind of stuff. You haven't lived till you heard Climb Every Mountain from Sound of Music on the bedpan guitar. Speaking of which, I spoke of, uh, we make, make most of our own guitars, us and our kinfolk, the Rochambeaus, out of mostly recycled stuff. We got cigar box guitars, a hubcap banjo, uh, got a, a two by four diddly bow, a bedpan guitar, and a shovel bass. Uh, you can dig in the garden in the morning and play music in the afternoon. Uh, they, these things can be played acoustically or they can be plugged into our alligator suitcase amplifier that Fatty Rochambeau built for us and played and played electrically. Well, we also got a steam-powered calliope uh, we bought from the circus when it went under uh, after the incident you all probably heard about. Uh, we just got our hands also on a, a figuratively speaking, of course, on a new coal-powered guitar we call a Trumpcaster. Get real hot, so you gotta wear asbestos gloves and one of them uh, lead aprons I heard they got at the dentist's office just to hold it. And chord changes, finger pickings, pretty darn hard with uh, asbestos gloves on. Uh, but we wanna stay on the cutting edge of our new coal based economy. So our plan was to keep in touch with our loyal fan base, you know, send out a newsletter to y'all, letting them know what's going on with the band and where we're gonna be. And, Life in the Bayou. But a few months back, our mimeograph machine broke, so that was that. We tried for a while dropping in on our fans' houses, uh, usually around supper time, and that worked for a time. But after we'd visited them all and started on round two, we quickly realized that was not going to be a viable business model. Too many of them went home no more for supper. Then a buddy of mine, J.D. Richer, told me about this podcast deal. So we're trying it out. Uh, the Gator Boys were supposed to show up, but they didn't. Well, I'm going to introduce them to you anyways. Uh, we got on the shovel and the wash tub base, Slim Chance. We call him Slim because he isn't. Uh, that's called irony. Slim's got herself a double wide. Uh, her name's Darlene, and they live in this little trailer they call an Airstream. It's not a real airstream. It's just a, it's just a trailer that got a lot of holes in it that they found in a the stream. They was on their way home uh, from the Indian casino and Darlene was a little upset. She'd been playing the penny slot machines for about an hour, breaking even, when Slim went to the bar for lunch. Then she hit the super mega jackpot of 1145 pennies. And she was beside herself until she did the math and had to pay Slim's lunch tab for two Sazeracs, five PBRs, and three Chalupas, so she ended up being $32 in the hole. And to top it off, this was a lunch Darlene was shortly to become intimately acquainted with a few curves down the road when Slim decided he was through with his lunch and wanted to return it. Darlene had, had uh, pulled over to the side of the road as Slim was unpacking the lunch, and when she started to recognize the andouille sausage and the etouffee from the night before, she decided to go for a walk. And that's when she spotted the trailer. 
And that's what we call finding a pony under the horse manure. So they hitched up and hauled it back to the Rochambeau alligator farm where they live today. So anyway, that's Slim Chance, our bass player, and his wife, Darlene. Then we got Earl Sharman, like the, uh, like the toilet paper. He is, in fact, the disinherited heir to the Sharman toilet paper fortune. He likes to say he was wiped from the will. Uh, his disinheritance dates back, you may remember, to the ill-fated attempt by the Sharman family to corner the urinal cake market from the Johnny family, makers of the Johnny cake. Earl had chosen to stand on the wrong side of the urinal war, as it were. And as most men will tell you, where you stand in regards to urinals in the men's room says a lot about you as a man. I met Earl at a cigar store out by Slidell. I was picking up some empty cigar boxes to use for making my cigar box guitars, and Earl was trying to make a go of it as a pet funeral director. He wanted to use the empty cigar boxes as premium pet coffins, offered as an upgrade to a cardboard shoebox. Of course, he had to specialize in small pets like hamsters and parakeets and animals had been run over and were sufficiently flat, or to be more politically correct, were three-dimensionally challenged. Anyway, that's when we both discovered our mutual love for making music. We come to find out, uh, actually, the Earl was a talented musician. Now he plays the cigar box guitar, the banjo, the bojo, which is a combo of a banjo and a fiddle, you probably know that, and just about any instrument we can create. As when I was wife is Nola, who likes to say she was raised in polite New Orleans society. Which gets tempered a bit when you learn a career choice before Earl was as a waitress in a waffle house out by Thibodeau. That's where Earl met her. She was leaning deeply over him, delivering a plate of waffles and grits to his buddy. And when he got a warm feeling slightly south of his belt buckle and attributed it to love at first sight. It was only late at home he come to realize she'd dribble warm pancakes up in his lap. But by that time, it was too late. The proposal had been offered and accepted. Nola figured that what Earl offered was more than what she had, which actually speak more to what she had than what he offered. Now, Nola was happy with Earl. Turned out that what he lacked in talent in other areas of their married life, he made up for with persistence. But what she didn't like about Earl was his last name, Sharman. She knew enough Spanish from the Waffle House chef to know that Nola Sharman in the Spanish language meant you had no toilet paper. And for a woman of society, as dubious as that claim was, this was untenable. So, like many of the folks who come to New Orleans from other countries, she wanted to fit in to the polite Cajun French society. So she francophiled the name by pronouncing it Charmaine. And that pronunciation worked perfectly down the road when she named their son Thomas Payne Charmaine. She come up with that name after she'd visited the bookmobile and saw a book entitled Common Sense by Thomas Payne. And she figured Earl was in dire need of at least a book's full worth. When they married, uh, she must have had a remarkable vision, or at least thought she did, because she saw potential in Earl that was invisible to everyone else who knew him. In any case, she was unable to read far enough into the book to realize it had nothing to do with the kind of common sense that she thought was sorely lacking in Earl. 
but everything to do with the beginning of the American Revolutionary War. But by that time, she'd been labeled an intellectual by those neighbors who thought they knew what that man and what it looked like. And from then on, she could spout any opinion she wanted and back it up by saying it was a quote from Thomas Paine. Of course, people never questioned how a man in the 1700s could have such startling opinions about telemarketers, TV evangelists, and the price of gasoline. The problem she was unable to foresee at the time she named him was that Southern tradition dictated the wide use of initial names so her son would forever be known as T.P. Sharman, or worse, Sharman T.P. at roll call in Saturday school, as uh, we called attention back then. So we always donate a portion of our tips at our gigs to T.P.'s therapy fund. Uh, then we got Billy Bob Boudreau on keyboards and other stuff. He plays the mouth organ, the squeeze box, and the steam calliope. He plays an unforgettable version of Smoke on the Water, but he calls it Steam on the Water on the calliope. There's rarely a dry pair of pants in the audience doing that one. Uh, Booty, as we call him, is single, has been all his life, which we predict with a high level of certainty will continue to be the case. Uh, his past is slowly being revealed to us as the files are being unsealed by court order. He changed his name for a while to duck something, but was then getting accused in the media for all sorts of things he hadn't even committed, but were things that sounded pretty interesting to him nonetheless. Might have had something to do with his choice of alias, John Doe, so he changed it back. He's not the sharpest light bulb in the toolbox, if I do say so myself. Booty was the first guy to think up the expression booty call. But in his case, what it meant were women were saying, booty, don't ever call me again. Then on percussion, we got Tubbs Watson. He called that because he played percussion on the plastic tubs and buckets and whatnot. He's got a vintage set of Tupperware bongos. They sound great, but he got to burp them between songs. Tubbs was voted the fourth best weekend plastic wash bucket player in Tunnel 3 Eastbound in the August edition of Subway Bucket Players Monthly. He played the three gallon, five gallon, and 10 gallon wash buckets mainly. He's trying to master the metric buckets for our upcoming European tour, but the 11 and the 38 liter buckets is giving him a hard time. You're kind of, kind of a solo artist, though. What he lacks in rhythmic accompaniment, he makes up for in enthusiasm. Sometimes he'll be completely done with a song while the rest of us got two more verses and a chorus to go. He's a bit of a loner, too. He don't have a phone or an address and, or a house. We have to communicate with him via carrier pigeon. And pigeons don't do too well down there in the subway tunnels. So we're giving some consideration to switching to trained bats. So that's the Gator Boys. We get some help also from our kin, the Rochambeaus, who got them an alligator on Turtle Farm up the I-10 by Slidell. They build us some guitars, be our roadies on tour, and the beat up people who try to get to us through the chicken wire fencing around the stage, you know, stuff like that. Uh, there's Fatty, Pukey, Gumbo, Cue ball, bait, stump, and Webster. 
They're kind of like the seven dwarfs, but they're normal, mostly. Uh, some of them are cousins, some are nephews, and some are both. I'm not sure how that works. But I'll tell you all more about them on the next podcast if you're still around. Well, let's end this foray with a little guitar music, something from our first album, Uncle Ed and the Gator Boys' Greatest Hits. We got a number one song on the album, Tastes Like Chicken. Come right before the number two song, and we got 12 of them all together on the record. Uh, be sure and check in on our website, www.gatorguitar.com. Be sure and spell guitar, G-I-T-T-A-R. There's no U in guitar, but extra T. It ain't pronounced guitar, you know. Gatorguitar.com. So, here we go. We'll talk to you later.